When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome everyone to the Super Rugby Podcast with your host Damien Warren and Toby Harris. I think you wanted to, I mean first of all I've got to say it's been an amazing week of rugby but uh, it's been an amazing week for you and your picks Toby. Yeah but the thing is is that you only told me uh well, it was Saturday night when you put it up on the Twitter. Well, I mean, you know, you should be following your own results and their own matches and you should know that you're absolutely bang on. <laughs> I just wanted other people to know. And I think so. you also mentioned that you wanted to put something on Twitter. You want to put a poll up. Yes, so I want to put a poll up uh, to our followers and our listeners um, because, as I recall last week, I introduce the podcast and i think i did a bloody good job eh? so i want to put a question out on on the twitter or obviously on our email um and just see what people think you know bring back topoir <laughs> so you want to know whether or not i do a better job at starting the show or you correct yes <laughs> <laughs> well mate since 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 you know, apparently you do a great, great, you know, job of starting the show. Why don't you take away the first question from our listeners this week, Towa? So, our uh, our first question uh, is from an Argentinian uh, living in the US. Fantastic. We, we, yeah. we like to get around the world. Ah, Fernando. Fernando. Yeah, great name. Great name. <laughs> so, his question to us, Damien, is where would you rank the Jaguares overall as a team in terms of quality of game uh, they play, uh, leaving current positions or current points and position in the competition aside, and when do you think the Argentinians will get a second team in the competition? And do they deserve a second team? I think they're pretty good. I mean, they're raw. That's probably what I would say is they're raw. They're typical Argentinians though, aren't they? Yeah, but big, I mean... Big brutes. Big brutes. Yeah. But they, what they've done recently over the last few years is they've they've actually kind of got a bit of structure and a bit of a game plan and they kind of are now starting to know what to do at certain points of the game. Whereas earlier, it was just literally a bit like French rugby. They kind of threw the ball around. Yeah. Whatever happened, happened. But they're starting to, it's starting to you know, have a bit... It's actually starting to look like good rugby. It's looking like really good rugby. Yeah. The only difference is we, we spoke about this a lot. When when they make a break, sometimes they don't quite know what to do. And sometimes they it just make up, poor decisions sometimes as well, don't they? Sometimes what mm. they do is absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but often. But it's, might, cl- it's classic super rugby, though. They play on off the cuff, don't off they? Off the cuff. Absolutely off the cuff. So I think they're miles away from having another team. In. I agree. Uh, and especially after the Sunwolves just lost their team. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm more of a thing of. Would they be able to put two quality teams well, in? Yeah. And the answer to that is, 
Not probably not, not at the moment. No, not at the moment. But um, they're not too far. They're not too far away. And if I know, I mean, you go back a number of years. You know, the Argentinian under twenties won the Junior World Cup. Do they? So there is the quality there. But what's their club rugby like? You know, below Super Rugby, we don't know much about it, do we? No, we don't know much about it. But the the, the youngsters coming through, they've got those role models. Now. Yeah, they've they've had a team in Super Rugby for a number of years. There's a pathway through. Um, well, they got third in the um, 2007, <coughs> 2007 World Cup. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Was it seven or two thousand eleven? No, no, you're no, it was right. Two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah two thousand seven. So they're not too far away. Mate, I think you'll find that I'm very, really wrong. Yeah, we're just going to rewind that a bit. You're like my wife, really. <laughs> very, very wrong. Beautiful, I hope. Um, so, yeah, they're not they're not far away. But, I mean, we, we're saying quarterfinalists this year. And I think that's, yeah. that's starting to become a bit more prevalent, that they might just make it there at, uh, to quarterfinals. How far are they, do you think, away from possibly winning the competition? Mm, I think they're a long way off. Although they've just, they, there was their first loss in five games. So they just need to keep it a bit more consistent because at the start they were very win one, lose one, lose one, lose one, win one. I think the, the next few weeks is massive coming to New Zealand and, and playing some games yeah. back to back in New Zealand. Yeah, and it's a long way can, from home. If they can do that. Yeah. If they can come to New Zealand and win their games, then even win a couple out of how many they are they playing three? Yeah, I'm not not sure. No, I haven't looked that far ahead, but they're not far away. No. I love how they play. Oh, I love definitely. The play. They've got some fantastic players, but they're a bit raw. And when push comes to shove, they might lose a game because they might just make a silly error. Yeah, yeah. Next question, mate. Okay. Next question. So. This is from Jamie. Jamie? Yeah, and Jamie's... Where's he from? I'm not sure where he's from. He's obviously, I think, from the UK, from what he's saying. He's saying, uh, in last week's podcast, we spoke about that Super Rugby is the best competition in the world, and I still stand by that. Oh, definitely. But he says, but his question is, if Super Rugby is the best competition in the world, why are games being played with half-empty stadiums? Even for derby games, the crowds are poor. This week, the Bulls were so desperate to draw a decent crowd that they uh, they sold 12,000 tickets for 20 rand, which is equivalent to $2. Really? Yeah. That's a good stat, Jamie. How did you find that out? Well, mate, I found that out as well. How, how come you didn't find it out, Toby? Because I have a life, Damien. No, I was on duty. I was on duty, everyone. Couldn't be everywhere. So I, I, a few a few weeks ago, mate, I did mention that I would take me twenty rand, and I'd, I'd 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 be really disappointed. But what was really interesting? Can we just go back to that question? Yeah, there was a massive crowd there for that game against the Crusaders, Bulls versus Crusaders. It was a massive crowd, um, which actually is the first. That's why in South Africa we've had a massive crowd. But New Zealand, it's been poor. It's been poor. I went on and looked at ticket prices. Some some have dropped their prices recently. For me, you look at that and you say, okay, they've dropped their price to a ridiculous amount of money, $2. Yeah. All right? But they, they have massive crowd. Yeah. So why is it because is it because people don't want to watch the games or is it because the games are too expensive? And 
My, what were the initial prices? Well, apparently, to go and watch an international there, I think it was 950 rand. So Which is what? Shit, well, I'd have no idea, mate. Well, yeah, yeah, I've done my... I'm Damien, I've done my research. Well, clearly you haven't. Clearly. <laughs> I've done more research yeah. than you. Uh, so, I think rugby's all about dads and lads. Yeah, definitely. Mums and daughters coming as a family. Yeah. You don't really go to rugby on your own. If you do, or well, maybe you do because you've got no mates. But um, the rest of us have mates, and we and we like to bring them along with us, Toby. <laughs> My name's not Toby. It's Nigel. No mates, mate. Come on. <laughs> but um, and therefore, if you're going there and and you feel like you're getting ripped off, yeah, then you're not going to go back. No, week. that's true. And rugby is about going back each time they've got a home match, week not, in, week out. Not going once. Mm. You know, we're not tourists. We want to go and want to, we want to go and see our, yeah you know and a lot of your home team you've got to support your home team as well you've got to support your home team you know we desperately <coughs> want those crowd sizes to be huge but the other negative is they're playing in massive stadiums they're playing in huge stadiums they're playing in fifty thousand seater stadiums you're never going to get fifty thousand no. seats sold it's always going to look empty isn't it yeah even with quite a good crowd and it's going to look empty. And, and and you know you look at that crowd for the for the Bulls game, you know they sold those twelve thousand. Yeah. But they they had I think at the game they had around about eighteen thousand people there. But that stadium holds like seventy thousand. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're only going to get those crowds for international matches. So my next question is, do you play the games there? No, I reckon you go somewhere smaller. We've spoken about this before. Go to your small little provincial towns, <clears throat> pack out the stadium, go to, make it go exciting. To like and Nelson, take take you know, go to Gizzy, go to bloody Rugby Park, hey? Because you know you got to think about every Super Rugby team is actually more than just one place. It's made oh, definitely, it's a region, so, isn't it? So so take take the games to the region. Exactly, they do every now and then, but they don't do it often enough. It'd be quite hard for the Highlanders to move. Are there very many stadiums down there? Probably no. Carisbrook's gone, is it? There's the, the old uh, North Otago, mate. There's a decent, decent stadium North, down there. North Otago. North Otago's got a nice. Are they in the same league as Poverty Bay? I think they are, mate. The old, uh, the good old. Third div. I don't even think that even exists anymore. The I don't think it's even third. Div. Heartland Rugby. Heartland Rugby, mate. Mm. So. Uh, for for me, it's not about that. There's not enough people that want to go and watch. It's just that it's so expensive. Yeah, so expensive to go and watch. And then when you're there, drinks, food, expensive, expensive. So you come away going, you know what? I, I need to remortgage my house. But also, if you go to a smaller town, you know they're going to advertise it months before, and it's going to bring the excitement to that region or to that town, and people are actually going to be like. Right, I'm going to pay X amount of money and I'm going to go watch because I'm excited and it never happens. Oh, that, I mean, you see that any time the, the Crusaders have gone to Nelson, it's sold out. Yeah, and or I even, suppose, you know, the Chiefs going to Rotorua. And I suppose you don't need to sell that many tickets for it to be sold out. No, that's right. But it looks way better on oh, TV. Way better on definitely. TV. Definitely. Although, in saying this, it's a really good, you know, isn't the best competition in the world. Well, we did see the European final Two very good teams, Saracens, Leinster. It was packed out. Shout out to Jamison Gibson Park. 
He, did he win? No, he didn't. No, he just. Um, <laughs> so, um, so that was, I mean, packed out. And it, but the great thing about that was it was played in Newcastle. So, yeah. so you know, it wasn't played, uh, you know, it wasn't a home match for either, but it was played in an area that doesn't see a lot of rugby. No, that's so right. So came out and they, they supported, yeah. which was absolutely fantastic. So... It is the best competition in the world, but crowd sizes are really, really important. And they're low. And they're low. Or they're being played in massive stadiums, so therefore what sometimes is a good crowd looks rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And it's time for our third question now, Tobois. And it's from Nick Cottrell. And I, what I, I really like Nick Cottrell already. I don't even know the guy, but I really <laughs> like him. And i tell you why I like him. Okay. Because he says this. I'm a UK Super Rugby follower since its inception. Now, that deserves a round of applause. Well done, Nick, because that's going back many, many years. That's going back ages. That's going back ages. My question is, this year in particular, are overall attendances down across the board? I'm watching matches, including New Zealand teams, against each other, and crowds seem low compared to years gone by. I only see certain matches aired in the UK via Sky Sports. A little plug for Sky Sports there. Sky Sports, if you'd like to give us a job, uh, we'd be more than happy to join you. Uh, but uh, do you feel they are? Yeah, definitely. Like, we, um, was it the other week we watched the Hurricanes game and they were just showing, they were just showing the. The f- like the full half of the stand, like the full half of the yeah, stand, yeah, they, they and then they like, changed yeah, the yeah, angle, and it was completely empty. Yeah. yeah. Now, apparent. I mean, I've looked everywhere for the stats this year. And yeah. There, there is no stats for this year apart from the Australian, Australian. Oh really? Sizes, yeah. Oh okay. And it seems like the Australian crowd sizes are they've never been really good. No. But they they they're holding their own. Right. Slightly up, or. Slightly down. So overall, I'd probably say it's it's about right. Okay. South Africa looks shocking, but they have been shocking for a number of years. And New Zealand... So have we, to be honest. Well, I think New Zealand must be worse. Must be worse than last year. But it's weird because apparently we're rugby mad. Yeah, we're rugby mad, mate. Yeah, but we but don't. We don't. Truck loads of money. So well, neither do I. <laughs> so you can't afford to go every week. No, that's true. You're right. Yeah, and I know. I know we're going over the ground of just the last question, but yeah, are they down? They're down. Are ticket prices more expensive? I think they are looking to drop them. Yeah, but I think the New Zealand public—they're they, rugby. They're also rugby players. You know, they still play rugby. I mean, over in the UK, a lot of people watch. That's just what they do. They like to watch. Yeah, um, they don't play. They just go and watch. Yeah. Um, whereas, or they'll watch it after their game. You know, on the on the telly, absolutely. So in the in the clubhouse, I'm I'm not sure why South African crowds are so bad. I do think that every South African ground is massive, so n- numbers do look down. Although it's very very difficult to find the stats yeah. for them. Yeah. So we're going to say they are down. <laughs> Definitely. But I'm going to throw another question because because going back, we did have a question, and I'm not sure who is it from, but they were talking about referees. Oh, okay, yeah. We're talking about uh, the fact that after our podcast last week, they'd noticed that there's a number of home referees. Yeah. What happens? What happens if a referee has a bad game? 
can the teams complain about them? And uh, what what's their kind of sanctions? Mate, that's from Fernando. Oh, that's from Fernando's second yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, it's a second question. I've done a little bit of research into this. And they've actually reviewed. So from last year, they had 17 referees and they've gone down to 15. So they've chopped. Chopped two. I think they've, no, they've chopped more. So they've brought in a couple of extras oh, right. as well. Okay. Um, so there is a review process that takes place. Yeah. And teams can ask for feedback. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So when the Rebels went to South Africa and they were penalised off the park, yeah. they asked Sanzar for some feedback. And they asked, well, you know, are we doing anything wrong? Yeah. Is there anything in our game that we need to look at, that we need to change? Yeah. And the other was no. <laughs> so it was the referee. So it was the referee. And that same referee was refereeing on the weekend. Uh, touchy. He was touch judging on the weekend. He was touch judging on the weekend. And he, and he had a couple of interesting calls. But I did think there was another, there was a couple of people on, on Twitter that were saying this was some questionable refereeing going yeah. on. In particular, the Highlanders. Oh, yeah. Jaguaris match. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last 15 minutes was very, very tight and nothing seemed to go Jaguaris way. way. Yeah. It's a tough one. So, yeah. So, so there is, there is a review. Uh, you know, they are mentored, they work in groups of three. Yeah. They're in five groups of three. They try and work together as much as they can. Yeah. They swap around their duties. And uh, they could lose their job. Or if they have a, a number of shockers in a row, they'll be taken off games and put on touch judging. Right, rather okay. Than, uh, rather than... And they have their Refereeing. Work. Yeah, I mean, they're like, they're like a player. Yeah. You know, they, they are, they're coached. They're reviewed. Um and it's a they, big they, job, and if they don't, if they don't improve, they are chopped. Yeah, the world of professional sport. That's right. That's right. You amazed actually? How much do you reckon a referee gets paid per match? <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue. Would you be surprised? Bed and I, breakfast. <laughs> would you be surprised if I told you World Cup rugby referee for a game, one thousand five hundred pounds? Is that it? One sorry, one thousand five hundred dollars. Oh wow! So you, you'd imagine they get paid a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, there's expenses they've got. They pay they pay for all their expenses while they're there. Do they? But it's not a huge amount of money, is it? No, it's not a huge. Someone's got to do it though. Someone's got to do it. It's a tough old job. Yeah, and we've 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 done it, haven't we? You know, being out there refereeing, you're not going to see everything in a game. No. So you no. are going to make mistakes, and luckily for the professional guy, well, they've, they've got, got three. Yeah, but they've also got the. The big man upstairs. Which, uh, which And that's not the Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is just... And we saw over the weekend... TMO, yeah. They didn't use him a couple of well, times. Well, there you go. We, we're getting on to that game, mate. We are getting on to that game. But what a good question. So four good questions this week. Yeah. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed that. We'll be up next with our review and preview of all the games this week and next week. So first match up, Toby, what do we have? We've got the Blues versus the Hurricanes. Now, the Blues lost 22-12. Yeah, yeah. This was a really... If I was Liam McDonald, yeah. I would be so, so frustrated with the Blues. They, for 90% of the game, played better than the Hurricanes. I know. I'm just looking at the stats here. Meters, 
589 to 292. I mean, carries 117 to 74. It's like, what? Missed tackles. The Blues missed 10 tackles. The, The Hurricanes missed 21 tackles. I mean... That's ridiculous, eh? I mean... I, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a closet blues supporter. I, I mean, I love the Hurricanes as well. You're in the closet for a lot of things, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Hurricanes. And, I mean, Bowden Barrett single-handedly, for a lot of it, dug them out of some holes yeah. there and, yeah. and got a great But little, he showed his class, didn't he? Yeah, he and he got a great try as well. Yeah. That, that kind of took the game away from the blues. But, you know, they got themselves down there. They kicked for the corner. They had the line out. They'd make a stupid mistake. Again, again, mate, is it one of those things they've forgotten how to win? That, yeah, I mean, they, they really... Went for, I mean, there was a... The, the referee in this game, Ma Nonu, has got over the line. He's got the ball down over the line. Yeah. The referee has got to check it, and he just went, nah, nah. Did he say held up? He said short. Short of the line, he said, oh, you took too long, whatever. Because Ma- Anonu said to him, didn't he? The Anonu was che- like, check it, check it. it. Che- I got, a lot, I got yeah. it down over the line. And, and although on TV it didn't actually show, they actually didn't actually show the full thing, it became quite evident that he, that, that he got it over the line. So, so they just cut it out. They cut it. I mean, it was literally a bit just... like us, mate. <laughs> <laughs> literally just about to show them that you know, yeah. he's got the ball over the line. And then, and then boom, gone. So I just felt I flat. feel sorry for them. They've, Even though I'm a Hurricane supporter. And they've lost a couple of games now in a row yeah. like that. Very, very close. When they had control of the game. And the other thing was, what on earth are they doing Harry Plummer and Ottila Black? Because I, I was sure that they'd settled on Ottila Black. All they're doing is flipping a coin. Or they're going vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you, going, Plummer, you go. Hang on, hang on. I'll lick my finger and stick it in the air. Who are we going with today? I mean, what's that about? It's just so inconsistent, isn't it? Did Manonu play well? I asked you that question, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm flat. I'm flat on this. I felt I felt watching this game like it in your face. You're a bit down, mate. Like I felt like I I felt like I did against the Crusaders, where they were just missing golden opportunities. And they just rushed everything when they didn't need to rush it. And I think you're right. They for, they've forgotten how to win. They've yeah. forgotten what to do in the last 22 metres when they've got the ball. Uh, they've got to be more yeah. patient. All those yeah. things. I'm sure that they're being told that. I'm sure they've been coached that. It's one thing to be told it and another thing to do it. So I think the Hurricanes were lucky to win it. And I think the Blues... But the scoreline tells you almost a different story, doesn't it? Yeah, you I mean, know, if, you take a, if you take away that try... <laughs> yeah that Bowden Barrett scores yeah. the intercept try it's a tight tight game yeah and it was only the last 10 minutes of that that it was boom it was too too much yeah. for the blues yeah i think the hurricanes will like and and i'm i i tell you what i'm worried for the hurricanes they've got quality but they're not playing well no they're not they're not right not playing mate. well at all second game of the weekend was the rebels versus the reds RR. I mean, we we picked Rawr. this one. Well, you 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 <laughs> you, Sorry, you picked the, you picked all of them on on Saturday. Yeah. Thirty points to twenty four, and it was a true reflection of the game. That's how close it was. Red, Reds kicked well. 
Yeah, but I just think the Rebels just had a little bit more quality, as we said. I thought the Rebels were going to win a bit bit more comfortably. Yeah. Um, but it was a really hard-fought Australian derby match. And it probably, you know, deserved that result. I think the Rebels were just that little bit better. Yeah. And they were that little bit better on the... And, and they did kick a goal right at the end to, to get it within, you know, so they got the, the losing bonus point, the Reds. So, you know, it wasn't yeah. actually it wasn't as a close. Reflection. Yeah, it wasn't as close as it may maybe look. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you look here and you, you, you would say on the stats. They're, they're almost up on every stat, aren't they? They're almost up on every stat, apart yeah. from turnovers one. Um, but they're yeah. up on every stat, and, and and it was a bit like that when you watched the game. Yeah. Although I did think, you know, the the Reds hung in there well. Yeah, but, they did. But, yeah, but there we go. I think the the Rebels just showed their class. They did next the game, end. mate. Next game, and oh, uh, you cut me off there, but it's okay, mate. It's all right. No, no, <laughs> you get fine. used to that with me, though, don't you? <laughs> so the the Bulls versus the Crusaders, and I thought the Bulls started the game. Really, really well. They play. I mean, they really. I take. I say that 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 you know the South African teams don't play with a lot of you know going wide, a lot of expanse. But they really, really were up for this game. A lot of supporters in the stadium. It was because they paid two two dollars <laughs> for it. Two dollars. But a can ticket. I just say, this is the Crusaders of old. This was the Crusaders of yeah, old, yeah, they played, absolutely. They played so well, and they pretty much got everything right. You know, Richie Mwanga. Oh, he had oh, a class game, mate. He melted my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though. I tell you, Speckman. Speckman is absolute quality. And I, I, I had a look straight after the game. The number of touches the Crusaders wingers had yeah. was three times the number of touches the the Bulls wings well, have? the thing is is that if if your wingers are scoring tries you're a good team and you're doing a good job oh absolutely yeah and Severis three mate Again. oh yeah and and his his uh, and Speckman, high catch saying. his high catch oh, to he score he barely got off the ground <laughs> he's only about five foot as well I I don't think actually it was that Severis's best game either but that try was something special yeah, yeah. um good open rugby. I thought Pollard, the Mulan, played really well. Pollard is quality. Yeah, his quality. Um, Although he got he got stepped a couple of times. Not going to lie, defensively it was like, oh, how the ink was there, fella. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that Reed. Interesting. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that he's should be starting at eight. No, I agree. I think he's got to move to six. I would be surprised if he if he went overseas and, and he played at eight. He just is not the ball carrier that he used to be. No. He does lots of things well. Yes. This is not oh, don't get me wrong. This We're is not, not slack. No, 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 not at all. He does a lot of things well. But I'm sure for him as well, perfection. You know, you've got to aim for perfection. He's not been no the perfect rugby player at the moment. No, he's I mean in the rucks he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Running wise he's great. Well, no, no, that's 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 with ball in hand, not making contact, but he's making the right decision. When he made that break, oh mate, no, he I, made uh, the no, break no, and no, he, no. He, gave, he gave the right pass. No, I, he, yeah, I just think that you yeah, know, see, if you being, go back to when he nah. was World Player of the Year, he was 
unstoppable with ball in hand. Now, he really is just chugging it up. But the thing, yeah. Okay, I meant ball in hand in space. Okay, yeah, no, he's okay. very good. Very yes. good, yes. But you're meaning ball in hand making contact. He doesn't seem to make the yards that he used to. No, not at all. And he's still a big lump, so I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> yeah, he's not making those yards. Maybe it's just a, a slight lack of pace that he that yeah. he doesn't have anymore. He's not like electric off the back of the scrum. No, yeah, that's right. I'm going to say he should move to six, and I'm going to say Ioni Ooh. to eight. Jeez For the ABs. Yeah, I agree. But also, Whitelock, he's playing well down in a, um, for the Highlanders. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're absolutely right, yeah. And he played, he played six yeah, on the weekend. Absolutely. So you can move from, from eight to six. a strong carrier too. Yes. Yes, you're right. So, oh yeah, there was one point in the game. One point in the game. And I know the Crusaders went on to win comfortably, so everyone's just going to say, just shut up and move on to the next game. Yeah, that's what I'm but, about to say. <laughs> but it was six points to 26. Okay. And the Crusaders had a penalty right in front of the posts. At this point, I'm like, right, take take your points. And if they took their points, then they would have been more than three converted tries away yeah. from the Bulls. They didn't take their points. They kicked for the corner and they lost that driving mall. My question is, why? Why didn't they take their points? Because if they took their points, they were almost guaranteed to win by not taking their they points. They were guaranteed to win anyway. They were, point, mate. They mate. weren't. The Bulls were really good on Saturday. They just fell away. Oh, yeah, no, real good. They scored uh, 13 <laughs> points. Yeah, yeah, they were fantastic. They just fell away at the end of the game. You know, it was a real real competition for a good 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, how long is the game, mate? Come on. Come on, let's move on. Yeah, okay. So the Crusaders won comfortably, but I just did think at that point they would have guaranteed the win, and they, they, they did give them an opportunity to come back. They, yeah. they, they weren't good enough to take it. No. Right, Highlanders versus the Jaguares. 32-27. What did you think? Well, the Jaguares played like the Jaguares can. They can yeah. have some absolutely unbelievable moments in the game, but then they can really just have some terrible decisions yeah, at times. Definitely. Lose control. The ref force the on pass. Their side though either, was it? The referee the last fifteen minutes. I did a watch I did watch it now. I went and watched it back. After a few comments that came through, there's nothing that sort of was really bad or obvious. But I think he wasn't on top of his game in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. And I think that does happen, you know. The difference between a, a really, really, really good referee, like let's say Nigel Owens, arguably one of the best referees in the world, and someone like O'Keefe, yeah. is the fact that O'Keefe can start the game well, but... <laughs> They get they like get fatigued. The they get fatigued, and then when you get fatigued, you start making some poor decisions. Yeah, or and you're not up with the play. Not up. Well, I think he was up with the play, but Super Rugby is so fast and yeah. furious that they're going to get tired. Fast and when and you when furious. you get knackered, you start not making good decisions. Not enough yeah. brain going to the old uh, grey matter, mate. Um, and I think that's what happened. Yeah, but fair play to the Highlanders yet again. They grind well, out a good win. Aaron Smith, Josh Ione. They both had great games. And uh, as a group again. Yeah, they play as a team, don't they? Which is Every week we say the same thing yeah. about them, but they do play as a team. They play as a team uh, very, very well. And the stats 
would lean towards a pretty even match. Yeah, very. And it was. And it was a really even yeah. match. So, but down, it was interesting, like, no points scored in the last 15 minutes. No points at all scored no. in the last 15 minutes. Normally, you'd expect someone to to get something, <laughs> but nothing happened. No, the ref, the ref got the points there. <laughs> the ref. Next game, mate, is the Chiefs versus the Sharks. Another really, really close game. Now, I'm looking at the stats here, and it's all going the Sharks' way. All of it. Yeah, there's a lot of black on our stat sheet here, isn't there? <laughs> Apart from turnovers one, that's the only stat that's in the Chiefs. But how favor. good? How good were some of the Chiefs' tries? Oh, my God. And they did score four tries against two. The yes. Sharks scored two tries. Yeah, true, true. You know, and the Sharks have become the team that do just kick, kick, kick at goal to get their points, which, again, they did. Um but you got to score more tries. Yes, obviously, mate. And Ione is doing very, very well with his boot. You know, so he's scoring. Whoa, you look at Ione. me. Yeah. <laughs> Josh. Josh no, Ione. Mate, we're, it's a different game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are village. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the definition of village he's talking about uh mckenzie yeah i'm talking about mckenzie great break great pass lead to the try from mckenzie (laughs) you suck (laughs) but also try of the season so far really do you reckon try of the season so far it was great oh actually the waratah scored a great (laughs) try i take that back but it was a good game it was it was a tough game and i'm glad that the Chiefs found the winning recipe. I also loved Alex Nankerville's break at the end. I mean, we we, we have mentioned him before. Um, it was nice to see um, Anton Leonard Brown playing at 12, him playing at 13. I'm kind of thinking maybe that's the future for them as well. Is he, <clears throat> is he the best player in New Zealand right now. You're talking about Angelina Brown. Yeah. Um, he's been playing well. He's been consistently the best, the nah, best he's player not, he's not the best. in the Chiefs. He's not the best player in New Zealand. He's not the best player in New Zealand. But he has been playing Who's very well. Who's the best player in New Zealand right now? I mean, you take your pick. Uh, Richie Mwanga. Well, Richie Mwanga's right up there. Oh, Actually, it's he's Sivir, the... Sivir is right up oh, there. Oh, come on. The Ginger Ninja's right up oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do like him. Uh, he's playing really, really well. My big question is: Is he going to start? Is he going to start for the ABs? And my answer would be no. So, really, well, yeah, twelve. I mean, you know, it depends. It depends how they want to play Lamar. Pace. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't even think I don't even think that's even a question. I think they're going to go for someone like Crotty at twelve to start with for the ABs, or Sonny Bill to start at the ABs, or Manonu to start at twelve. I just don't see Anton Leonard Brown starting at twelve. I think he's played great, but I don't think he's going to start at twelve for the ABs. Oh, he's not going to start, but he should be in front of a lot of those people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Crotty arguably has oh. had a very quiet he's season dipped. so far. He's dipped, hasn't he? See, ever since he's said he's going overseas, he's probably moved overseas. Is <laughs> he? He's moved over. He's there not played badly, and Cro- and Crotty doesn't. I mean, the great thing about Crotty is he's very, very consistent. He'll always put it out there, a, a good performance, but he hasn't exactly been ripping it up like Anton Leonard Brown has been. So, is he the best player in New Zealand? I wouldn't say so, but he's right up there. That's for sure. Next, next game, mate. 
Yeah. We have the Lions versus the Waratahs. Yeah. Now, the Waratahs <clears throat> scored some fantastic tries. They scored some really good tries. It's nice to see, actually, the Waratahs after... I mean, it must have been very, very difficult for them with the Israel Falaus yeah, issue. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and to be fair to them, they've handled that incredibly well. Although they lost this game by, li- I mean, at one uh, point. Literally one point. Literally one yeah. point, yeah. <laughs> they did play some very, very nice rugby, yeah. which was good to like see. Like the Waratahs that we normally see. Yeah, like, you know. Because they're normally up there, aren't they? Well, they've got a great team. They do, yeah. They've got a great, great team. Yeah. And, and possibly in the last couple of weeks, they've underachieved. Yeah. Did they underachieve in this game? I think, uh, No. No, I just think they got beaten by a better team. They got beaten by, I mean, let's be honest, the, the Lions played pretty well. They played, I mean, it's a little bit like going back a few years. You go to South Africa, it's worth a few points. Yeah. And that's what it was like in this game. It was going back to South Africa, it was worth a few points. And the Lions literally, literally just nipped them by a point. <laughs> right, last game, mate. Brumbies versus the Sunwolves. As you mentioned, mate, the Brumbies had their tails up going to this game. 33-0. Didn't expect that, to be honest. What did we say at the start of the season about the Sunwolves? Can Uh, you remember? No, mate. My memory's like a goldfish. (laughs) We said that even even if they play well to start, they're going to come bottom because they're going to run out of players. They're not going to be as consistent. And that's exactly what's happening now. Uh, Unfortunately, I really like the Sunwolves. Yeah, but when you've got a roster of players where you've got kind of maybe 20, yeah, you're going to have a problem, aren't you? Oh, definitely, yeah. Whereas, you know, most Super Rugby have a roster of 30. And even then, if you have a bad injury, you're going to struggle. Yeah. They've got 20 at, at the best. So it's a tough one. They're always they're always going to struggle. They've actually surprised me how well they've done with some of the injuries they've had. But thirty three points to nil was yeah. um as a drumming was a drumming. Yeah, it was a really kick in the teeth. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, it's that's not. Spe- that's, that, that's, that's, that's so made you speechless, ladies and gentlemen. He is laughing his pants off. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> It was interesting when you look at the stats is that, you know, I mean, look at the metres, 630 yeah. metres to the Brumbies, Random 243. The yeah. But the carries... They galloped away with it. <laughs> 118 <laughs> to the uh, Sunwolves and, and 84. So there are some things in there. But, you know, oh, crikey. Tackles missed 9 to 16. Yeah. It was yeah. just a bit dis- depressing, wasn't it, if you're a Sunwolf? I mean, we we love the Sunwolves and it was a bit depressing we've maybe come to expect a bit more from them this year but maybe we're expecting too much yeah but that's the roundup of this week's games there were some great games out there what for me the waratahs game oh that was great was the best game yeah it had everything you want from a game of rugby we are going to preview next next week's matches and can i just say I when I looked at this, I've actually done them. I've actually ticked mine now. It was the first time ever. It was really tough, really tough to predict this week's games. 
but we have. We've managed it, mate. It was I tough, know. but we've managed it. Well, we, I've just had a conversation with you, and it, <laughs> we've gone we've gone several uh, which way in different ways, haven't we? You and I. I Me reckon you, this is us. <laughs> I reckon this is the <laughs> hardest picks we've done so far this year. And some teams are looking good. Some teams are at home. Some teams are away. It's just real, really, really, really difficult to pick. But anyway, first game up, Hurricanes versus Jaguares. What have you gone for? Hurricanes. I've I've joined you on that. Excellent. I've joined you on that. Although I have not been impressed with the way the, the Hurricanes have played recently. The Jaguars have been playing pretty well. Yeah. But I just think at home yeah. might Again. be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So next one, mate. Rebels uh, versus the Bulls. And you've gone? I've gone the Rebels. I can see why you've gone the Rebels. And I just felt the Bulls played or started to play really, really well against the Crusaders. I just have and something. And got thumped. Yeah, but I just, I, you know, it's like, I said this I said this the other day. I just felt like the, the Blues could have beaten the Bulls. No, no, the, oh, the Blues, the blues could have beaten the, the Hurricanes, and they didn't, so I was wrong. But I just feel the same about this. I'm going to say the Bulls, although I wouldn't be surprised if I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything's saying that the, the Rebels, everything's saying the Rebels. I've just got something to say. I Just something I saw on Saturday from the Bulls could mean that they could beat the Rebels, but I'm probably going to be wrong. Next game, the Blues versus the Chiefs. Oh, what have you gone? I've gone the Blues yeah. only because they have to win. If they don't win, then that's it. It's all over. Red Rover. Yeah, but so do the Chiefs. The Chiefs have to win. The funny thing is, is if you ask me which team <laughs> could be, <laughs> which team could beat the Crusaders, I would say. The Blues are the team that are most likely to beat the Crusaders. I'm not sure what orifice you've pulled that out of. First game of the season, they came very, very close. They've got some amazing strike runners that can hit from anywhere on the field. Um, I also think that possibly the Chiefs are understrength and underpowered. And can they stop? Can they stop those big players? The superstars from, from you know, doing what they do. I tell you what, Nonu, if he plays twelve, and Anton Brown will be a good. Although they they literally just played the other day, didn't they? They did, and who and who won that battle? I can't um, remember. The Blues won. Did they? The Blues won. Yeah. Oh, I'm going. I've or did they chief. win? I think I've they gone, won. I've gone. <laughs> I've gone Chiefs anyway. I'm going to say the Blues. Uh, and again, this could go either way. Absolutely could go either way. Reds versus the Waratahs. I'm sorry, but the Waratahs for me... They've, the Waratahs they've just, for me as well, yeah. Just come off a great game, even though they lost. But they just came off a great game. And I, uh, I mean, so did the... Oh, the Reds got beaten, didn't they, actually? But... Uh, the Waratahs all the way. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't see the Reds winning this one. No. Can't the Reds win this one. Uh, Lions versus Highlanders. This is a really another tough game, eh? Yeah. Lions at home. Nipped a win against the Waratahs who played well. But who have you gone for? I've gone for the Highlanders. I have gone for the Highlanders too. 
I've gone for the Highlanders. So where are we different? We we're different so far. The Blues and the Crusaders. Blues and the Crusaders. Oh, and the Rebels and Bulls. Oh, God, we're different I quite know. a lot. And you got every pick right last week. Last one is a bit of a no-brainer, I think. It's not a no-brainer. It's not a no-brainer because it's two weeks in South Africa. I do think the Crusaders are going their massive favourites, yeah. but the Stormers need to win, really. You know, they don't need to win. I mean, that, that, that conference is really, really tight, so they can afford to lose, but... <laughs> the Stormers need to win. They're bottom of the table. At the yeah, moment. but look at the points. They're not that far away, but they obviously do need to... We all need to win, mate. <laughs> So uh, I think this is definitely a week where rugby forecast, and I've gone. I'll, I'll tell you rugby forecast picks. Okay. Okay. So they've agreed with me on the first. They said the Hurricanes, and I think agree with you. They've gone the Rebels with you. Yeah. They've said the Blues will win over the Chiefs okay. narrowly. They've said the Waratahs will win over the Reds. They've said the Lions will beat the Highlanders. Wow. Yeah. And they've said the Crusaders will beat the Stormers. Okay. And uh, rugby forecasts, it's not you, but they also predicted everything correct. Did they? I wonder what their strike rate is like. It's been a really tough season for anyone picking, but they're they're really good. Yeah. The old algorithm, mate, the old computer pumps it out. Uh, They're obviously very, very good. So... um, so that is our roundup of I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, massive, massive week of rugby, and I'm seeming to look forward to it more and more every week as it gets closer and closer to the quarters. So we can have a little look at the tables now, and we can see that as it currently stands, the Crusaders are leading relatively comfortably in the New Zealand Conference. The Sharks, the Bulls, the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Stormers. There's nothing between them. There's nothing between you them. You could throw a flannel over them, mate. And very similar, <laughs> apart from the Sun Wolves. <laughs> the Sun Wolves have been dropped off the bottom of the Australian Conference. But, you know, the Brumbies on 29 points, the Rebels on 28 points, the Reds on 23, the Waratahs yeah. on 22. So there's not a lot between them there. So anything to play for. But up next, Toby, we're going to go over the best ever Super Rugby South African side. Yeah. And it's been so enjoyable doing some research on this. Has it? <laughs> well, I'm speaking from myself. I've really enjoyed it, Toes. I'm looking forward to seeing your research that you've done. But first up, mate, number one, who have you gone for? Tie head prop. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> this may be the issue that we're going to find today uh, on this. Is Osturant? Um, Oz Durant, yeah, yeah Oz Durant. What? You know what? Do you know he why? He is a huge human being. Do you know why I like... no neck. And no hair. <laughs> and that's why I respect him so much. But what about the Beast? Yeah, I mean, I think the Beast is a very good prop. I think he's played the most games as prop, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I just think Oz Durant, you know, was... As a tight head prop, you could not move him yeah. in those scrums, and that is their job. Yeah. I also love the fact that he looked 55 and he was still playing uh, rugby at the time. He's kind of a bit of old school South Africa yeah. with the new school, new school South Africa as well. So for, we both put Oz Durant. Yeah. Number two, hooker. And oh. there, was a, there was a lot. That when we did our research on this, there was a lot to choose from here. Yeah. And it was interesting to see how many different 
hookers there were, but for me, there's only one hooker I'd put in there. Well, I've I've, I've got a different one to you. What have you got? I've gone Bismarck Duplessis. Yeah, John John Smith. I mean, for me, just absolutely no-brainer. World Cup. Yeah. yeah. You know, like legend. Um, unbe- unbelievable player. I, I mean, I, I get the whole... I totally forgot about John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Duplessis, very, very good player. Very, very good player. But I don't think you can go past him. Yeah. As a leader as well, he was absolutely out of this world. What about number three, mate? <laughs> CJ Vanderlint. Vanderlint. <laughs> um, new school. New school prop. Yeah. Good ball, yeah. carrying capabilities, good good hands for us, South African prop. Very, very good. Uh, again, a real... I mean, when I look at this team, it's an impressive team, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. There's some real enforcers, in, oh, and he's yeah. an enforcer as well. But if we go to four, five, now these are the enforcers. Bucky's... <laughs> Oh my! Do you know what I mean? God, he was like man. he was like Brad Thorne oh. on steroids. Well, oh. Maybe he was on steroids, <laughs> <laughs> but he was a he was a. Oh. And I, I maybe I mean he's probably the nicest guy ever, but he was a nasty piece of like work. Nice you know what I mean, he was the type of guy who would who would just smash your head into the ground in every ruck. Uh, an absolute legend yeah, of the game, definitely. And then number five, Victor Matfield. Wow, an what absolute a gentleman off the game, but what a player! Yeah. Seriously, can Arguably I can I, one of the best second yeah. row ever? Yeah, I, I would maybe the best. Yeah, maybe the best. And and as you say, real gentleman off the pitch yeah. as well. But man, in the lineouts, what a lineout master! Yeah, yeah. Now ridiculous. you think New Zealand have had some good second rows? You know, he's just a next level. He's a step I mean, above, isn't he? Next level, next level. I I can't think of anyone that can hold a candle to him. No, and I'm sure there Even are people in the game, that are screaming at us now, saying, "You know, oh my uh, god, Toby, you're so cool." <laughs> or are you going the other way? No, I'm going the other way. <laughs> oh now. right, okay, sorry. Saying that you know, Marotoji. Oh no, gosh, no, no, on, no, no, no. Don't even go there. Um, but yeah, Victor Matfield. Yeah, number six. Who'd you go for? Number six. I went Shulk Burger. No idea why you've gone. I mean, good player, mate, but Andre Venter. Now, there's a player for you. You're going to take, I mean, I've, could, gone only, Andre, hey, listen, mate. I've gone Andre Venter for seven. Have you? Yeah. Because you wouldn't know about uh, Ruben Kruger, who I was in. have a clue, mate. Uh, unbelievable. Did he play mate. Super Rugby? Uh, yes, of course he did. He owned Super Rugby. And when he played at seven, I reckon he was. He was another one of those guys. Every time he got the ball or he tackled someone, it that I was, it was exciting. Yeah, he was. In fact, he was just. I mean, let's go back. Andre Venter again. The, 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 these two, these two players, six and seven, were unbelievable, unbelievable players. Yeah, just ran the game, ran the game. <clears throat> what about number eight, mate? I've got Gary Teichman. So I'm not right. even sure if I've pronounced that correctly. <laughs> um. Look, right down from one to eight, these guys are man mountains. Oh, huge. I would love to see their net pack weight. 
Jesus. It'd almost be a ton. Oh, yeah, they, they are some big boys. The front very row strong. Its own is almost. They kind of remind me of, they're probably all some farming backgrounds, you know. Yeah, they're just yeah. sort of bench press cows for a living. Um, those guys, and they're all just so strong, so powerful. There's not, I mean, don't, I mean, Victor Matfield's got hands, oh, you know, yeah. beautiful service and stuff, but there's just a lot of power there. And John Smith, he is. You know, his throwing in and was just fantastic yeah. as well. I would love to see that team playing together. They would just murder any uh, Ford pack uh, going around. It'd be ridiculous. Number nine. Uh, Just van der Westhazen. Van der, I think it's Vest, Westhazen, although it's you know, spelt with a... Okay, with a sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry. He, I mean, um, he's, he's passed away. Yeah. Yeah, um... What a player! Yeah, what a what a what a player! He he was very very special. I would go as far to say as possibly the best nine ever to play. And there's a lot of Welsh people out there slating me right now, saying you know with all their Welsh talent. But in the modern game, in the modern era, since I I've been around, he is absolutely top draw because he had everything. Yeah, he, he had did, the yeah. running game, he had great, he had the game. passing game, he had the kicking game. He was kind of pretty tall for a, for a nine as well. He, he yeah. had everything, and I'm really sorry to hear that he's passed away and, and suffered from a from a horrendous uh, illness as well. Mm. But number ten, I don't have a number ten, mate. Yeah, it was a little bit difficult because yeah. traditionally Francois Francois Stein, very very good player, but wasn't the best attacking player. But one that had a little bit of everything was Henry Hannibal. He had everything, mate. He kicked well. He ran well. He he kind of was a bit um, he was a bit unusual to to watch. Yeah, but he had everything in his game. He was a fantastic ball player, very very good kicker. Maybe not as good a kicker as some of the other South Africans. And in the past, South African kickers have been oh yeah top notch. And it wasn't Francois Stein, was it? That for ten. What was no. the other Stein? Mornay Stain. Mornay Stain. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mornay Stain. Very, very good. Very, very good kicker, but yeah. not the best. It'd be like saying Grant Fox for New Zealand, you know. Great kicker, but not the best. Well, not the best at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11. This is pretty easy, wasn't it? Number 11. I went for Peter Rousseau. <laughs> you did not go for Peter Rousseau. <laughs> I did, yeah. You went for Peter Rousseau. Yeah. I'm gonna, this is going to be interesting on the Twitter. Because I've gone for Brian Habana. I know you have, yeah. And I, I let me guess, which one's a better player? I've gone Brian Habana for 14. Ooh. Yeah. He didn't really play at 14, though. He didn't really play at 14, I don't think. Maybe I'll be standard corrected. Maybe if, hey, it's a good shout. At least he's on, at least he's on your team, mate. Eh? Yeah. He made oh, your team sheet. Brian Habana has to be on the team. Yeah. Oh. One of the best wingers in the world. Yeah. Finisher as well, eh? Oh. Unbelievable wheels, faster than a cheetah mate. I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> Where you'll find us soon. Now the the center combination was an interesting one because I I wouldn't have rated either of these centers right up there. So we do stand corrected on this. But what have you gone for at twelve? Uh, Francois Stein. Yeah, I've gone front, and, and this is the one that I'm I'm not that happy about. But I don't. I couldn't really remember anyone else that sort of came to mind. No. And he was a great player, but he, yeah. 
He was a bit inconsistent at times. He had a huge toe on him, didn't he? Yeah, you could kick the ball from like 60, 65 <laughs> metres, couldn't he? He could drop kick it from that far as well. Where is he now? He's in Europe. Is he? Yeah, making, or he might even be in England. Making some serious coin. Oh, definitely, yeah. Huge coin. What about 13, mate? Jacques Ferry. Jacques Ferry is a man monster. He was like, he runs funny, he looks a bit funny, but he was just unstoppable. Who was the South African? He, he was captain as well. Oh, that's a great yeah, shout. Yeah, what's his name? No idea. <laughs> Can't remember <laughs> him. I know, know, I know what, exactly yeah, you know who you're talking mean, about. You know. blonde, blonde, yeah, yeah, blonde, blonde yeah. Color. But like he'd just been come off the surfing uh, yeah, surfboard. he was good. He was good. Maybe he... You know, I maybe. think I'd slot him in there, but I can't remember his name now. Yeah, no. But uh, Faree was, was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'm comfortable with Faree at 13. Maybe Francois Stein, maybe not 12. But but yeah. uh, please let us yeah, know what your definitely. teams are, what you think. Definitely. Now, 14, you've gone Brian Habana. I went Brian Habana, yeah. Now, I've gone... Willie LaRue. Yeah, see, now I want to steal him for my 15, but I picked Percy Montgomery. <laughs> what a shocking. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Willie LaRue, I haven't put him at 15, and, and I think hopefully the South Africans out there are going to be patting me on the back for my choice of 15. But you have to have Willie LaRue in your team. Oh, do you have to. How exciting is he? Exciting, skillful, yep. absolutely brilliant, brilliant player. So I've gone for him at 14. Who have you got? You, well, you've answered it. You've gone for Percy Montgomery. 15. Now, I did a bit of research, right? I never was a Percy Montgomery fan. He's I think kick. he cared more about us here. But the thing with you is that if you're not a fan of them, <clears throat> they're not good. True. And that's what I don't like about <laughs> you. I think it's because he's a long-haired player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, know, we know what you think of them. Andre Joubert. Now, you probably too young. Wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, you're too young, mate. Andre Joubert, right, okay. The Andre Joubert was the best fullback in the world by an absolute mile. He played a lot of his rugby when, when they weren't, you know, obviously weren't allowed to play internationally. Yeah. But he came in. Frank Bunce... Next week's team, well, he will be in it for me, Frank Bunce. Frank Bunce will be in it for you. Absolutely, at 13 for New Zealand, best ever side, best ever team. No. But he was the only player who could stop him. And the whole New Zealand game plan at the time was to stop Andre Joubert from playing. Really? That's how good he was. Wow. That they, they literally said, your job is to stop him. Yeah. Don't, we don't care about anything else you do, just, just stop, stop him. him. But, like, you know, I'm sure teams went Jonah Lomu. Sonny Bill. <clears throat> Do you reckon teams go stop Sonny Bill? When, when he first came on the scene, I think. Oh, yeah, like you know. Before you know, the Rugby yeah. World Cup and yeah, yeah, during yeah. the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, you know. You're, no. As yeah. always, you're right, mate. As always, you're right. <laughs> um, so, Andre Joubert for me. Percy Montgomery, you know, tell me why. He didn't do anything. He never made breaks. I'm not even going to explain myself. He was I'm a good kicker. You, he was a good kicker. I'm just going to let he you. He scored a try in the Rugby World Cup to win it. I don't really. I don't get it. it. I don't get it. See, look, he's, ladies and gentlemen, he's doing exactly what I want him to do. What's what? What, what do you want me to do? Best uh, over my uh, my answer, just to annoy you. It does annoy me because do you know what it is? I, I reckon he's going on about it again. Please, can we go on Twitter and tell? Tell, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna put a poll on Twitter. 
please go on Twitter and tell us who you think is the best fullback of all time in South Africa. Now, what I would say is, if you haven't seen Andre Joubert play, you need to go and do some research first, please. Don't just go and say, I've not seen him play, so therefore he can't be the best. Go do your research. Can fact, I, can maybe I just we stop can make this poll. They have to be over 35 to, to Can to I vote. just stop you there? Ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm just going to say a few words. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> anyway, we've come to the end of our podcast. Uh, how can they contact we haven't, us? We haven't plugged ourselves at all in this in this podcast, have we? No. So we are about to now. We are about to now. So Twitter, it's at Super Rugby Pod. And Gmail? Uh, is the Super Rugby Podcast at gmail.com. We've actually got Super Rugby Podcast as well, just for anyone that makes them. We've got both. We've got both. <laughs> so you can't get it wrong. It's been another, it's been an absolute pleasure oh, to, to be Maybe if you're running, it's been a pleasure being running. Just run a bit faster. Um, if you're in your car, drive a bit safer. If you're listening to us studying, study a bit harder. <laughs> Don't listen to us while you study. And if you're doing this, doing some weird workout, then just work out harder. <laughs> <laughs> your village, you've been, you've been an A-class villager. And also, if you. Falling asleep to this, you wouldn't have got you wouldn't have got this far, so you just <laughs> fall asleep. But anyway, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, we look hey. forward to seeing you or listening or you listen to us next week. Signing out. Podcast Network.